Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to the Power to Pivot podcast, where today your host, Elizabeth Chapkovich, gets to interview Claudia Jaramillo, author of The King's Celia. Guys, I am so excited for today's conversation with Claudia. I loved reading the book, The King's Dahlia. It is a fairy tale like no other. It is definitely not your traditional damsel in distress story. Um, and it, we're going to talk about her book on the podcast today. We're going to talk about her message of how you can make a huge difference just by being yourself and finding that authenticity, never giving up and leading by example. So I hope you enjoy, and this is the Power to Pivot podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Chapkovich. This is the show for anyone feeling stuck, lost, or alone in their lives with a reminder that at any given moment, we have the power to make a new choice and put ourselves on an entirely new path. It's exactly what this show is about. We cover topics like mindset, authenticity, spirituality, love, relationships, and we chat with others who are ready to share their story with the world. We believe that we create community and heal the world together, the power of our authentic voice. So come along and join us on our mission to create a positive change with the power to pivot. All right, guys, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us on the Power to Pivot podcast. I am so excited to share today's guest with you. I am talking with the author of The King's Dahlia, Andrea Jaramillo. Andrea, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so well, thanks. Did you have a great holiday? I absolutely did. Yes, I did. How did? How was your holiday? It was awesome. It was um, a lot of food. Yeah, too much food. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, but it was great to, to see everybody and reconnect um, as best as we could, given the time that we're in right now. It definitely, I think... The the message that I kept hearing yesterday was it's a different kind of Thanksgiving, right? Right. But, you know, I think um, I think difference good, though, sometimes. Sometimes we need a change. Sometimes we need, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to do different traditions and start new traditions. So, you know, we got to kind of look at the positive side of this as well. Um, and know, we all got to connect safely, too. I, I agree. You know what? The one thing that I would say... I got yesterday was appreciation for what we didn't have. Like if yes. that, if yesterday was the Thanksgiving to be grateful, it absolutely was. And so I live in Philadelphia. And so every year we have usually have the, the big Philly Thanksgiving parade. And, you know, as a family, we would watch it in the morning and that would kind of be our tradition. And it was so, you know, not being able to have to see people on the parkway. You know, I have to say that the this is not a plug for the network, but they really did a nice job trying to make it a celebration. Yeah. As best as they could so that there still could be some festivities. But thinking back, like it really made me just have that appreciation for that that community involvement you know it was a big deal for the city that we just didn't have this year and, and I, I look forward to that next year yeah absolutely yeah it definitely it's uh what is that saying you know um sometimes you got to miss things to love them <laughs> so right. I think this is this is definitely that um 
you know, but it also gave us the opportunity to, to, to be home and, and be, you know, with our loved ones. And for example, you know, my daughters this year, they helped me with the Thanksgiving dinner where normally um, we either hop from house to house and we never really have that time to just, you know, start our own traditions as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that also gave us a, a good opportunity to kind of enjoy that part of being a, a, a small nuclear family, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important. How old are your kids? So my oldest is 11. Um, her name is Dahlia. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the youngest is seven. And her name is Ava. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, as as a family this year definitely kind of brought us back together Yes, in a lot of ways. So we, we certainly have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. And I am so excited. So I loved reading the King's Dahlia. Um, I want to dive in. How did you come to write this book? Well, actually this book, um, well, I've always written my whole life, but I've always done like small poetry and, and things like that. Um, but this book, um, my daughter was two, two or three, Dahlia, the oldest. Um, and she, you know, we were reading fairy tale stories or whatever. And it's always a damsel in distress and, and all that good stuff. And um, she says, uh, we're from Colombia, um, the country of Colombia. So, you know, she said, Mommy, um, we were talking about that. And she said, Mommy, are there any Colombian princesses? And I said, no. She's like, why not? I said, nobody's come up with one yet. And so um, she looked kind of down. So I was like, but you know what? I'll make you one. So you'll make me a princess. I'm like, I'm going to make you a princess. So that's where the idea of the book uh, actually began. Um, later that year, we went to Colombia. And, um, you know, when you go to Colombia, you don't just, you know, the, there's so much to see there. The beautiful mountains, the landscapes. Um and so seeing all that, I incorporated all that into the book because um, I wanted the culture to, to be known, you know, and the, the beautiful side of Colombia. Sometimes we hear so many negative things about them, but there's so much beauty in there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wanted that to translate into the book as well uh, and make it a different story. And along that, as the years went through, you know, I, I work full time. I have two kids. So it's 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 been long coming for the book. Um you know, I wanted to, but I wanted it to mean something as well. Um, so I wanted to make sure it had a positive message in it if I was going to write it. Mm-hmm. So that's how the book came about. Nice. nice. <laughs> I think it's important because it's definitely not your traditional no. fairy tale. No, it's not. And I wanted to show that women can be strong, even at a young age, you know, and I think Dahlia, the Dahlia in the book, does exactly just that show how strong you know a little girl can actually be and she doesn't have to have you know all this strength and all this stuff it's little acts that really make a huge difference Mm -hmm. yep absolutely and I think I think it's important you know we are in a time when there's just so many messages that can be so confusing I think to back up, like this is a, a more of a children's book. What ages would you say? I mean, it really is for everyone that could use this message. And I think as an adult reading it, it was it was good for me to read. But it's primarily for kids, correct? Yes. Um, you know, I think uh, it it'll be good for parents to read it 
as a bedtime story to the little ones, um, maybe five or seven, because they'll be able to understand the messages a little bit more. But um, for a child to actually grab it and read it themselves, they'd have to be around 10 and up. Um, just because of the words, some of those are a little too hard for the little ones to read. But, you know, the message is definitely okay for them to understand if they're smaller, just have an adult to read it to them. But it's definitely a wonderful bedtime story. What challenges did you face as an author coming to write the book? I know, you know, kind of working and being a mom and trying to balance the writing process with that is certainly can be an obstacle. But in terms of the story, like, did you find that there were parts, parts of you that that you started to find in the writing that maybe you had to overcome, you know, the mindset to get the story told? Yes, I had to kind of put myself in Carlos's shoes a lot. Um, why he would do things, why he would act a certain way and, and, and not the way I would have done things, you know, um, cause he, he definitely does things his own way. Um, and said, because he, he does things, whether they're good or they're bad, it's what he decides to do when he decides to do it. And there's no one to tell him otherwise. So it was a bit difficult getting into that kind of mind because I, you know, I'm I'm usually a very positive person and I'm always trying to look at okay well there's there's got to be a, a good explanation for this you know that's always my my to go to okay it can't, it can't be this simple or it can't be this bad like something something's got to give but Carlos is very this is what I see this is what I want and and that's it you know like a true mm -hmm. king would you know very affirmative um and you know so I did struggle a little bit to try to make sure that his character was still strong um and that he, his true personality actually shone through and not mine. So um, I, think, I think that was one of my, my biggest challenges. What do you think about, you know, when we think about the concept of a princess and leadership, like what do you think would be an important message for, you know, all the young little princesses and princes out there, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of being leaders as they come into the next, you know, they're because they're going to take over at some point in the world. Mm -hmm. Yes, they definitely are our future for sure. Um, you know, you have to lead by example. And I think that's what Dahlia does throughout the entire book. She leads by example. She doesn't tell people what to do. She doesn't mandate anything. She doesn't demand. She doesn't throw tantrums. She simply does the right thing all the time when she can. And she she makes mistakes along the way, just as we all are going to make mistakes at some point in our lives. We all make mistakes. We're human. Um, but it's how you deal with those mistakes that really makes a difference. And that's what, you know, separates a leader from someone who, you know, may not be strong enough to lead, you know. Um, a leader will definitely make the mistakes, but they will handle the situation in such a way where they will, um, you know, think things through and see what possibilities are out there and what would be the best um, to their knowledge route to take to make sure that everyone gets what they need. Um, and I think that that's exactly what Dahlia does. And she does it so selflessly, too. She, you know, she always she doesn't necessarily I mean, she's strong. She's strong headed and she knows what she wants. But um, she definitely does it with a kind heart and with everyone else's best interest in mind first and foremost, yep, you know? Yep, I um, agree. And I think, and, oh, go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, so I think the words that come to mind for me are accountability, heart-centered, and clarity. Like, 
it's it's important to know definitely to have that that you know firmness in what you want and and clarity is the word that I keep that keeps coming to mind you know what you want that's great but you also have to meet people where they are and Mm -hmm. and have that fairness and I think also, it's important. I love that you mentioned that, you know, she's, she, yeah, she makes mistakes along the way. We all do. We're human. But there's that accountability piece that is also important for leaders to remember. And I think that's something that I think resonates not just for kids. And, and you know, we, we've talked about that a little bit, too. This is not just a message for kids to get. That's something for us as grown-ups to remember, too. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> you know. We all forget, you know. Um, and, and I think that's what we're, that's the role King Carlos plays in this. It, it shows, you know, how we all forget uh, as adults, you know. So, um, which is why I think I chose that kind of relationship. So we could see, you know, it could kind of bring to light how we all have to remember what we were when we were kids, that innocence and how even as adults, we can still change mm-hmm. and we can still grow. We don't stop growing once we turn 21 or 36 or 58. You know, there's always room to grow. There's always time to self-reflect and go, OK, what am I doing that I could do differently that could be better? What can I bring to this world that I could leave something good in it? You mm-hmm. know, Um and I think that's why I chose the age difference, too, um, for for the story. Um, but, you know, we, we all get angry. We all feel pain. Um, and, you know, sometimes we have to kind of uh, ourselves kind of step aside for that and go, OK, you know, let, let's let's look what else we can do, how we can change this. Um, but sometimes we need a Dahlia in our lives, you know, someone to kind of guide us through that and help us through. And, and sometimes we have to be the Dahlia in someone's life and, and, and go, listen, you know, let's 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 talk about this. What's going on? Why are you so angry? Why are you so upset? Let's let's you know, be someone's friend and kind of help them through it. They might not even see the error of their ways. Um, sometimes people need help, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it's important to be that either be that person in someone's life or to allow someone to be in that person in your life. Yep, I would agree. I love that. And I think, too, it's important to remember that you mentioned leading by example. And if you are that example, mm-hmm. it makes it easier for people to come to you or for you to be a part of that for them. At the same time, everybody has to be ready for it. You know, there you can't, yes. there, there's never a point where you can force someone, but there is that gentleness that I think leaders can and, and maybe should have that you lead by example, that you, you make sure that you're firm and fair, but at the same time, if they're not ready to come to that table and get the help that they need or, or the guidance, that's okay. They'll, they'll, They'll get it eventually, but, you know, we still can keep moving on. Yeah. And we can't give up on them either. Right. You know? Yep. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I think, I think, I think, I think if we all did that and we all made a promise to do that for each other, I really think we'd have so many great changes, you know, and, and, and so many people would get so much needed help. Yeah. I think it's time we have a more of a, like a different kind of conversation like this when we talk about leadership and, and even it's, it's in life for sure, but even in terms of how businesses are run, I think it's important because, you know, people are people, we're all going through stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I love that you said, you know, we can love them anyway. It's, you know, we're still there for them when they need us, no matter what. And there's this, 
yes. compassionate side of humanity that I think we all need to remember. Yes. Um, it's, it's, and it's things with kids too, you know, as a parent, I always try to let my child see my human side. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I want them to be okay with their human side and understand you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get angry. You're going, you're, you're not going to always be perfect and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to strive to do better and you have to be okay with letting people help you. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, and I think every parent should, you know, should in some, in whatever way they feel is right. Um, try to do that because that's how we raise, you know, like you said earlier, they're our future and that's how we raise kinder, more considerate people as well, you know, by showing them it starts at home. It always starts at home, you know, um, and I think that's so important that family, whatever kind of family you have, as long as you have that bond, that respect and, and that child knows there's someone safe, like there's there's somewhere I can go where it's safe, you know, and sometimes we even if we don't have it at home, if we can find it in a friend or a relative or even, you know, an organization, a school or even in our own leader for, you know, our community. You know, and that I think that's that's vitally important. Yeah, I think, you know, kids don't always understand what's going on in the world and they need that safe no. place to be able to help them make sense of what's around them and uh, help them define it for themselves, too. And let them know that they can have their own interpretation of it, too. Yes. You know, that's, that's yes. how great conversations get started with an open mind and an open heart. And I think that's something we can can share with the future generations. That's okay. That's okay. Yep, I agree. So in terms of being an author, how has this changed things for you? Um, well, I, I, I think it's it changed. It definitely changed things for me as a, a mother. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to show my daughters that every anything is possible if you put your mind and your heart to it. Mm -hmm. um, and they know I've been, I've been working on this book for years. Um, but for, for, for me being able to materialize that for them and show them that, you know, look, mommy started this from nothing. Cause it's really a book. A book starts from, from air, from a thought, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and for it to materialize to an actual book, you can hold in your hand that you can pass around that you can share a message. Um, I think that, that showed them the power of, of that you can, you have as a human being, mm -hmm. you know, to create whatever you want in life and, and, and make the best out of it. And I think that changed a lot how they view things. And, and, and that, and that, that, and it's all makes it all worth it. Mm -hmm. You know um, you know, I mean, it didn't change my, my, my everyday life, you know, I'm still doing the same things and it, you know, it's just now I get, you know, to share my story. Um, but I think, and I'm hoping this book changes in a bigger way where the message gets across to the right people who need it um, and who will appreciate it, and who will share it, you know, because at the end of the day, that's why I wrote the book. You know, I, I, I if the money comes, whatever. But for me, it was more important to get that message out there um, and for people to feel like, you know what, someone's out there listening and, it, and, and it's OK. Everything is going to be OK. And, and that's the feeling I want to come out of the book. Everything's going to be okay. Yep. Yep. I love it because I think it, it's easy 
to get stuck in our own heads sometimes. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're a kid or an adult. I know this happens to me too <laughs> as a grown up. Um, <laughs> it's easy to get stuck in your own mind and, and feel kind of trapped with whatever the situation is. But ultimately, we have that power to, to create, like you said, create what we want. We create our own reality. And yes. we make choices all the time that shape that. So at any point we can make a new choice and, and just go in a different direction. And, and is it always easy? No, never. (laughs) But it is important to know that you're not alone. There's somebody out there that can help you get where you want to go. And I appreciate that you want to bring that message forward because it's so important, especially now we're all, I think everything that's happened in 2020 we are all in this together. It's the one time where every person on the planet is impacted by one common thread. And it, it sucks that it had to be this. However, we have the power now to kind of bond together as a community of people. And I, I mean, I just think there's so much power in that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and I, you know, there's a saying in Colombia, um, it says, there's no bad that doesn't come with good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, it's horrible what's going on, but, but look at all the beautiful, look how connected we, are. I don't think the, the entire world has ever been this connected, mm-hmm. you know, and like, even on Facebook, you, you know, you have people from the UK, you have people from all over the world and, and they're all connecting more than they've ever connected, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's beautiful. And I think, you know, we could do, we could, we are always put in a path and a fork, you know, mm-hmm. and that fork is always something either really bad or something really good. And, and, and you always have a choice which way it goes. And I really hope as a community, as the world, we all make the right choice and make something positive out of this yep. and, and, and make it grow and, and, and flourish because it can. It has so much possibility. This, this, this moment that we're all living is such a strong, important moment. And this is the time for us to act, to, to make that right turn mm-hmm. in the right path so we can all grow and change. I mean, even the way teaching, you know, the schools, like I even saw it with, with having a homeschool, you know, different alternative modes of, of education mm-hmm. and, and things like that. There's, this is the time, this is our chance to move things in a direction that's going to be positive for our future so we can all grow in in a spiritual, mental, and 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 as a community, yep, as humans together. Uh, so I think this is beautiful. Uh, yeah, it lends itself to a new way of thinking for sure, and I think that a lot of new great conversations are going to come from this because yes. that's really how we can we can make that change that we need. And but again, it starts with going back to the book having that fairness, that open mind, that accountability and an open heart and being that leader in your own life that shapes and can help shape somebody else as well. Yes. And, um, being that for someone, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and allowing that someone in your life to, to, to help you as well. Um, but yeah, the book, I mean, the book is, is, is a lovely story. I mean, it starts off with a lot of heartbreak, um, and a lot of turmoil. And I think, um, that was important. I know, you know, um, it might be hard to, you know, sometimes stomach the, the bad things that happen in our lives. Um, but there's, there's always hope, you know, and, 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 and 
life always brings new things to you that, you know, doesn't necessarily replace, you know, the, the things you used to have, but, but it definitely helps you get through it. And yeah. I think that's, that's important. Um, and I think that's what my book also showcases, you know, because, um, you know, the book takes you through Carlos's life and, 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 and Dahlia's, you know, short life that she, that she's had at that point. Um, and, and they're both in completely different paths. I mean, they'll both come from the same route, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, and she throws a little magic in, you know, in there. But that's that's not, you know, she's bigger than that, you know, mm-hmm. yep. as, a, as a person, as a person. And and I and I love that I was able to create her, you know, I mean, she's such an amazing I want to be like her. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be like her. Like I strive to be for her. And I think we should all strive to be like Dahlia because she's such an amazing, good person, you know, and I think anybody and everybody who reads this book um, hopefully feels the same way. You know, at the end of the day, you you want Dahlia so bad, you know, just always come on top. And, um, and I hope that everybody feels that when they read my story. So who are some of your influences Mm -hmm. as an author? Um, in my life or um, I'm sorry, I could, I couldn't hear you. What was that? Yeah, so either in your reader or as a writer, you know, who do you find, you know, the most appreciation for in terms of their style? In terms for their style, um, well, I think I don't think there is one person in particular, um, like an author or anything like that. I, I, I you know, most of um, most of the reading I've I've done and um, that I've encountered in my life has been beautiful. I mean, I love to read, um, but I think it was a accumulation of everyone you know um and how they tell their stories and 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 how they they make sure that their their characters grow with them and you know and I think that's kind of what I wanted to bring to the book too I wanted to show how my characters grow through the story um but I don't think anyone in particular as as far as an author um in my family in my life though my daughters I mean I think um which is why I made the book about them you know mainly um because she really did change me mm-hmm. a lot and i think your children change you um because if we all think back of the kind of person we were before we had kids i guarantee you 90 percent of the people will say i'm not the same person yeah like i like never you cannot predict in the beginning how you will change as a person Mm-hmm. Once you go into being a parent, it, and it, honestly, no. I can say, I, it doesn't matter if it's mom or dad, like which side you're on, <laughs> you know, yep, I agree. having kids is a game changer for sure. And it's not just about the added responsibility. I mean, that's part of it too, but you kind of, you, I don't know. They made me such a better person. I think it's because you, you, with a child, you know, someone's watching you, <laughs> your every move. So it makes you a little bit more self-conscious about what you do and what decisions you make. And um, for most of us, I think um, it helps us make better decisions um, as adults. And 
because now, you know, we have to be the example. And I think that's that's amazing how powerful little kids are, which is why I think another reason why I made uh, Dahlia so powerful as a child, because mm-hmm. they are powerful. They they definitely can change you as, a, as an adult and they can change the world. Absolutely. I think, you know, kids for sure, they show you in a way your own stuff. They're like little mirrors for us. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Own- Even to leave the house, mom, you're wearing that. Um, not anymore. <laughs> you know just kind of absorbing the world and everything we show them uh but they do mirror back to yourself in a lot of ways and I think it's you're right they we set that example for them in in who they become and there's there's power both sides and I think it's also important like you said that that kids get the message that they have they can do things they can create they can they can do whatever they want to even as kids they're not powerless right so and that's why yeah I and i think so much yeah and i think growing up too it was i always felt like oh when i'm older i can do this when i'm older when i can do that and now as an adult i'm like i didn't have to wait so right. <laughs> Like, you know, like even my writing, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till I get older till I publish. And I was like, I really didn't have to wait right. till I got older to publish. I, you know, and I had all the time in the world when I was a kid. <laughs> I could have right. done it then. And probably way better stories because they have an amazing imagination, you know. <laughs> no, you're, it's so true. It's so true. I think it's a good reminder for everybody. Um, yeah. So now in terms of where people can find you, you have a group on Facebook, CJ's Library. Yes. So my name is Claudia. Uh, my first name. I usually go by Andrea because it is also my mother's first name. Um, <laughs> so it gets a bit confusing at times. Um, she is actually the illustrator of uh, the pictures in my book and the cover. She's an amazing artist. Um, and I love her very, very much. Um, but our name does get confusing. But so my first name is Claudia. So that was the story of, of, of my name. I always have to tell that story. Um, and the uh, group, that's why it's CJ, not AJ, is where this is all coming to. Um, so yes, it's CJ's uh, library. And it's pretty much, it's just, you know, an effort to get the community together to help indie authors. I feel like they sometimes don't get the light they should get on their books. They work really hard. Me being an indie author as well, you know, I know what it takes to put a book out there and I want to kind of help them out and, and, and give them a platform where readers can come and see a nice, you know, collection of books, click on it, see if they like it and, and check it out, you mm-hmm. know? So um, yeah, that's, that's CJ's library. <laughs> I love it. So that's a group on Facebook that you can find Claudia at. How else can mm-hmm. people get a hold of you? I am on Instagram, Claudia Jaramillo35 on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. My book's available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Um, I have it on Smashwords and through there. I think I have it through Apple Books, Kobo, uh, Quibi. Um, and I'm, I'm currently working on getting it to more retailers pretty soon through Ingram Spark. So um, I am trying to get it out there. I do have it at Cafe Vida. Um, that's a local bookstore. Please always support your local yes. um, businesses. Yep. Please. They work really hard. They deserve it. <laughs> um, and um, they're located in Deerfield Beach. So I have my book there in display as well if you want to come in and check it out. 
And I am working on a few other local bookstores that I'm trying to get it out there. And I'll end up um, posting that as, as, as they come through on my Facebook page. Um, it is under Andrea Jaramillo, if you want to look me up on Facebook. Um, and um, I mean, that's that's pretty much where you can find Yay. me. And then what's next? Are you planning to write another book? Is there going to be a follow up for this one? Yes, I'm actually working on a book. Um, of course, now Eva wants a book. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, um, I'm next, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I am definitely working on a book for her. I've already started it. Um, that's also going to be uh, I, you know, I want to make sure all my books have a good positive message along with it. Um, and um, it's going to cater to Ava's personality, which is more, Dahlia's more a princess, you know, she's more, you know, uh, feminine and, you know, she's very strong willed. So I based the character on the first book more mainly on, on Dahlia's character. So as a person, as how she is in real life. So I think I'm going to do the same thing with this one. Um, this is more of a spunky, you know, tomboyish, strong willed, very intelligent little girl um, who gets herself in quite a little bind. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. Do you have an expected release for that or, or when you feel like you'll be ready to move um, forward with that? I am hoping to have it by the end of the summer, but I will keep everybody posted on my many, many pages just once it's ready to, or almost ready to come out. So you guys will definitely uh, hear about it soon. Okay. Awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you so, so much. I hope everybody checks out the King's Dahlia we'll put on our website and in the show notes where you can find it. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am so happy we got to have this conversation. No, thank you for having me. This was an amazing experience. You're an amazing person. I follow you on everything. Um, oh, I love you. I love the messages you put out there. I love the work you do. Um, and I'm I'm I am beyond humbled to be on your show. Thank you so much. Oh no, thank you. Have a great holiday season. Keep us posted on the next book, and and we'll chat with you again soon for sure. All right, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for joining me and Claudia on the show today. If you have any questions, please make sure to reach out to her. We're going to have the link to purchase a copy of The King's Dahlia in our show notes and on our website. Uh, please check out the book. It is definitely an amazing message. And while we are here, I wanted to share with you some exciting news. I currently have my new workbook, Connect You, A Guide to Your Authentic Life, available for pre-sale on amazon.com as well as barnesandnoble.com and this is a workbook that I've been working on for the past couple months because if you are anything like me you have gone at some point in your life looking and searching and defining things like success by other people's standards and it's time for that power to pivot moment when you can really sit down and define what success is for yourself what does that mean to you what do you really want in your life? But sometimes I also think it's really hard to connect in with those pieces that make you you. And that's what we're going to do in this workbook. We're going to put all the pieces together so that you have the tools and resources that you need. 
This is a way to honor your own definition of success and find the motivation to live the life that you truly want to live. You can set boundaries and empowered goals that support the best you that you can be and create, most importantly, more fun in your life. So please check out a copy of Connect You, A Guide to Your Authentic Life, available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. It is currently in pre-sale again. Be available in December. So also don't forget to check us out at march4thmediacompany.com. You'll be able to check out episodes from past podcasts. You'll be able to look at some of our online programs that are available and read up on some of the other amazing conversations that we have had here on the show. Talk to you guys soon. Take care.